So the creative process is excruciatingly difficult for me. It's really hard for me to sit there and focus. So of course I'm going to do anything possible to avoid it because it's just hard. Taylor Stevens, the New York Times bestselling and award-winning author of the kick-ass Vanessa Michael Monroe thrillers, and this is The Taylor Stevens Show with my good friend Steve Campbell, where we are kicking writing in the butt one word at a time. Taylor, today we're going to be talking about managing multiple projects and dealing with things that cause you to lose focus. But before we get to that, I want to talk to you about something that I know is causing you to lose focus right now. (laughs) I saw on your Patreon page that you have finally decided to bite the bullet and dive into Scrivener. I remember when I bought Scrivener, I was so excited. This is going to be awesome. And then it was days figuring out how to use it. Your, Your experience is probably much different. Oh, I was not excited because I knew it was going to take days to be able to figure it out. And I, I went ahead and did it because I am hoping to put out some of the advanced sneak peek chapters that I had done on Monroe number six for my Patreon fans. And, um, the, the easiest way supposedly quote unquote is to, do it through Scrivener because it will compile for uh, ebook files and stuff like that so that nobody's left trying to read it off a Word document. And so that has been my challenge, and it has been interesting. And I just want to say, so people out there listening know that I did offer to do this for you, but you said, <laughs> no, I want to do it myself. I want to learn how to do this. <laughs> I didn't do that. <laughs> it was that petulant child no. voice. Um, and I could Steve, hear your hands banging on the desk when you said uh-huh. it. <laughs> uh-huh. Now, Steve has been so amazing these last years. Like any time I've had some kind of technical issue or things I need help with. I mean, he still does everything on the podcast. I basically just show up and answer questions. Um, and he knows how to use this program. And he's like, I'll do it for you. And... Uh, on one hand, I so wanted to take him up on it because it means I didn't have to learn how to do it. But on the other, he's gotten really, really, really busy lately. Like our roles have reversed before it used to be (laughs) that I would go squirrel down for weeks at a time. And he, he'll, he'd get with me. He's like, are you okay? I haven't heard from you. And he'd think I was mad at him or something. I'm like, no, I'm just in this deadlines and all this kind of stuff. And now it's the opposite where Steve goes and squirrels down and (laughs) I know what it's like to be in those shoes and I don't want to be more work for him. So I took it upon myself to learn this horrible program. (laughs) Now, come on. It's not horrible. (laughs) It is. There is a steep learning curve. This is a very steep learning curve. It's it's not very intuitive. And I'm not, I was just telling Steve earlier, it's like, I'm not stupid, but either my reading comprehension has devolved into the state of dementia patient or that tutorial really sucks. There is. And I, I, I know we have a lot of people that listen to the show that use Scrivener. So I'm going to say this cautiously, unlike you, but I, <laughs> I remember going through the tutorial and thinking, wow, this is was not written by and not done by somebody who's used to teaching people how to do things. And so it's like you watch it 
and then you try and do it, and you can't do it the way they tell you to do it, and then you just muddle through and, and you find it. I, in a, in a Facebook writer's group, I came across this uh, Scrivener course from a woman named Karen Prince, and it is laid out in such a way, and I think it was like, it was either free or $10 when I got it. She may have posted uh, a, a code to get it for free in the group. I don't think it's very expensive anyway, but it's a uh, Udemy course, and I'll put a link to it in the show notes. But it's, it's laid out with a bunch of like little five-minute sections. So rather than go through the whole course, which I would never do, it, whenever I have a problem, I look up the course and I find that section and I watch it and I go, oh, that's the way you do it. That's and, clever. And yeah. it's, she does a great job because Scrivener was originally written for the Mac and it's been ported over to the PC and she covers both. So if there's a difference, she'll say this is the way to do it on the Mac and this is the way to do it on the PC. And she does a great job and she's got this wonderful accent. I think she's she might be from Australia or maybe South Africa. I'm not I'm not sure. But um, she's she's wonderful. She does a great job. And I'll post a link to that in the show notes. So that's our chit chat for today. It's it's Taylor fighting through and learning to use Scrivener and loving every minute of the excitement oh, yes. and the challenge of learning something new. Hear the joy in my voice. <laughs> I'm trying to pump it up. I'm trying to sell this. <laughs> um, no, I, I do enjoy learning new things, but I prefer it to actually like be where you like, oh, I'm get, it makes sense and I'm getting it. There's a lot about this program that doesn't make sense. I've been using it for... Two and a half years, and I still – I'm constantly looking at the videos, and um, I, I know people that use it more often than I do, and I'll ping them on Facebook, and I'll say, can it do this? You know, Rather than spend two hours trying to figure out if it can, I'll just ask, and they'll say no, nope, uh, and then I uh, have the answer, and I, I can move on. Um, t- t- tell me again why you're, why you're doing this. Why, well, why are you I, using Scrivener? I'm about to put out a Newsie, and I want to use the biggest carrot – that I have to encourage my newsy readers to visit my Patreon page because uh, I'm, that's my next phase in, in bringing it to the world. And that carrot are the opening chapters to the long-awaited Monroe story and uh, also a very long, detailed explanation of why the book hasn't been finished yet. And so I want to give that, but not in a Word document. So I want to publish it in a EPUB or, or Mobi where people can just download it onto their Kindles or their iPhones or whatever. So Scrivener is my pathway to doing that. Okay. So you will have like a link in the Patreon group where people will be able to get that Mobi or EPUB. And, and for people who aren't technical out there listening, Mobi files are the ones you read on your um, – Kindle devices. I, oh, Kindles. Okay. So whether that's Kindle on a phone or Kindle on a on a Kindle device or Kindle on an iPad, you can read it that way. Uh, iPub, EPub uh, is for the the iTunes bookstore. So if you if you have Apple devices and you don't want to use the Kindle app, you can import them into the iBookstore stuff and and read it that way. And Steve introduced me to this um, program, well, uh, online program, I guess, where I can upload those files, and then anybody who is one of my Patreons who wants to get it, they just 
follow the link and they can choose which device they want to do it and will download directly. So you're not, you, you don't have to be a technical person. You just have to follow the link and tell it, oh, put it on my Kindle and it's going to ask you for some information and it'll download it to your Kindle and you have it there already, that type of thing. Do you know who told me about this amazing service? Let me guess. It was Carol, wasn't it? It was Carol. Yes, it was Carol Newsom. <laughs> so thank you, Carol. <laughs> thank you, Carol. I, I just pulled that one right out of thin air. That was good. I mean, Carol was – she's a real early adopter for things, and she knew about this oh, a long time ago. I, I talked to her on a CrimeFiction.fm interview, and she mentioned it at the end of the interview, and I'm like, oh, this is really cool. And then I wound up interviewing the guy who developed – it's called Book Funnel, and I interviewed him on the author biz – a great young guy, very technical, and he's an author as well who was uh, addressing a problem. And it, it is a great way to get content to your readers other than having them buy things from Amazon. Okay, so that's the end of the chit-chat. I, I tried to drink coffee earlier, and I didn't scream, but it was still too hot. <laughs> Probably should leave that in. your show opening (laughs) (laughs) maybe it will all right multiple projects for people who have been listening to the show for a while um they know that you have been working on this and that and the other thing and it seems like you tend to focus on one project to the exclusion of other things for a period of time, and then you move over to another project to the exclusion of other things. But I I think probably in knowing you that that's not really the case. You're probably sort of doing them all kind of at once. How How do you manage multiple projects and stay focused? Can we define what project is? Are we talking about writing projects or different like actual stories or are we talking about different aspects of the writing life? Well, let's talk about all let's let's combine them. We'll 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 talk about everything to do with the writing life and we'll leave out things like managing families and things like that that <laughs> that, that we all have to deal with and we all have our own strategies for that because you know, that's the uh, the proverbial, the, the pot's boiling and you've got to go fix it kind of thing. But, right. you know, for work-related things, you're able to apply some strategies. So what are yours? Well, generally speaking, when it comes to actually writing, like the creative process of writing a book, I only focus on one at a time. There have been a few rare instances where I was doing more than one at a time, but I had to, like, specifically cut off at a certain time of day, go do something else, and then come back fresh. Because when I pull into that world, it's more than just putting words onto the page. You're like feeling the characters and, you know, you kind of get absorbed into their worlds. And so pulling out, out of that is like if you were sitting there watching TV, watching sports, and somebody came and asked you a question and you had to switch your brain over from one thing into a completely different level of analysis and, you know, explanation or whatever. Most people aren't very good at that. I, and when I'm fully immersed in writing a story, it's really, really hard. But there are other projects going on at the same time that if I only focused on writing whatever book I'm trying to get written, 
then nothing else would ever get done. And my life would just devolve into pure chaos, both creatively speaking and pots boiling in the family speaking. <laughs> so um, it, it can be a bit of a juggle. And there are some days like today and yesterday, for example, where I'm fully focused on this Scrivener thing where I'm just not going to get any writing done. I don't like it. But I know that if I try and do both in the same day, I'll be just it'll just be self-defeating. Then there are other days where I know I'm going to be going into this big project, like, let's say, writing or doing the Scrivener thing or whatever. And I've got something else that I have to get done, too. I'm either going to do that other thing first before I get into the brain consuming thing or I'm going to plan to do it in the evening when I don't have any brain power left. So it'll depend on what it is, how much mental uh, bandwidth it's going to require that I'm going to choose when to do it. Because I know there are some times during the day where I just don't have the mental bandwidth and that's when I'll do the easier things. Now, when you made the decision not to use Scrivener, because that there's a reason for doing that. But when you made the decision that I'm going to work on this today, was that in any way, shape, or form influenced by other more creative work that you were doing that might have been harder where you said, I think I'm going to do this instead today? I'll tell you, if there's anything I can do to not have to write, <laughs> I'm going to figure, I'm going to find a way to do it. But in this case, yeah, because writing is just hard. I, I can, like, I've been working on this Scrivener stuff for, this is my second day now. And when I've been working on it, I've been so focused on it, I have forgotten to eat. I've forgotten to do just about anything. I'm just, I'm there. I'm in the zone. I can't sit for 10 minutes writing, actual writing, before I have to get up and do something. It's my ADD. Just, it's, it's so hard that staying focused on the writing is, it's almost impossible. But then there will get to a stage in the writing process where the, the worst of the creative stuff is done. Like the story has been written and the scenes are all there and it involves editing and cleaning up and rewriting and it's all that small fine technical little stuff I'll go right back into that zone so the creative process is excruciatingly difficult for me it's really hard for me to sit there and focus so of course I'm going to do anything possible to avoid it because it's just hard um, but as far as making the decision of to do something else or not it often just boils down to What's going to destroy my life faster by not getting it done? <laughs> like, You're in a mood today. <laughs> uh, like, oh, this is due on, you know, in a couple of days and I haven't gotten to it yet. Like the Newsy, for example, writing Newsies is hard for me, too, because it's like uh, once it's done, I feel so good mm -hmm. and I have fun doing it. But actually getting to, to write it is, is hard. It's it's hard. So I'll be like, okay, I can see it's come into the calendar time that I'm going to have to start doing it. So I'll, I start thinking about it. The next day I'm like, mm, yeah, I probably should do that. I'll go write. Writing is easier than writing a newsie. 
And then finally it'll be like, it's almost due. Okay, I have no choice. I'll sit down and do this today. <laughs> well, I, today I, I got up early and, and was writing, as I often do. And I was doing that fine detail work that, that you were talking about that's sometimes fun to do. It's, it's, it's not as painful as the creative process or trying to figure out something. And I got to the point where I needed to figure something out. So oftentimes when I reach that point, I decide to go run. So I went out to run. I got a mile into the run and I'm listening to a podcast of all things. I, I went out to run to figure this out. So I shut the podcast off and started focusing, just really focusing on the story issue that I had. And all of a sudden I was thinking what I could do to change my website. And <laughs> Because I knew we were going to be talking about this today, then I started thinking about the show. I I got to the end, and I did not come up with one even a. I didn't even come up with a bad idea for fixing my story problem. It was it was horrible, but it was that whole thing. I've got this really hard thing to do, and all of a sudden, my world of opportunity opened up, and there are all these things that I could do instead. Yeah, I, and I've thought about it too. Like sometimes when I'm journaling about, because I have a lot of things going on in my life that steal me away from actual writing time. And I think if I didn't have those going on, would I actually spend more time writing? And I'm like, no, I'd probably just come up with other things to do so that I could be feel like I'm getting stuff accomplished and feel busy, but not actually spend more time writing. And I do spend a lot of time writing. I write almost every single day. But there will sometimes be three or four days where because of a weekend event or something going on, I'm just away from my desk for a few days. Um, getting back into it is really, really hard. And that's when the, oh, well, there's this other thing, and then there's this other thing, and it's all really important stuff, but none of it actually gets the book written. <laughs> now, how do you, when you're focused on this one thing, I've heard you talk about this before, the idea that a lot of times while you're finishing up one book, you're planning the next book. And yes. I, that seems really difficult to me. So how, how does that actually happen? And how do you do those two things without losing focus on the more important part, whatever the more important part is when you're doing those two things? Well, usually the, when I'm thinking about the next book, it's more like daydream. It's the, during those down times, like if I'm washing dishes or folding laundry or, you know, the mundane things in life where your brain just kind of sets itself I set it free and it just starts thinking and it's not even like I'm forcing myself like when you went on your run and you're like oh I need to figure this out I'm not I don't sit there okay I'm gonna fold laundry and figure this out it's not like that it's just that I'm thinking about it and, and it comes to mind and you know it's it's a it's like a problem that my brain knows it needs to solve and eventually it just starts trying to think well what if this and what if that? And that's why it usually takes several months for me to get to where I'm like, yeah, that's probably a pretty solid idea because it's not this concentrated think time. It just, it's, it's daydreaming. How do you shift between things? Um, and let's say they're, they're all author-related things. So, for example, you're writing and your agent calls. Is that like a massive interruption 
And are you able to quickly shift from writing mode to business mode and then get go back? Or if is it the kind of thing where you get that call and the writing is done for the day? It's more like I get that call and it's going to be a couple hours before I'm fully able to go back to writing. And sometimes, depending on the day, like I might not. I'll, I'll be getting ready to shut down for the evening, like maybe 11, 11.30, and I'll see something in the document. I'll go, oh, and I'll start fixing it. And then the next thing I know, 500 words later, it's almost 1 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> and I'll be like, well, I guess I got my words for the day. <laughs> <laughs> so it doesn't always happen at the times that it's supposed to happen, you know? Do you find yourself working later into the night because that's a time when when you can be uninterrupted and just focus on creative things? I I don't know why I do it. I think it probably has something to do with my own circadian rhythm. Is that how you pronounce it? Sounds Uh, good to me. Some people are just really not productive at certain times of the day. I know that my low productivity time is going to be from about 3.30 in the afternoon to about 6.30. I'll still get stuff done, but I'm not going to be super highly productive. But I find that I do have a burst of creativity shortly around, right around midnight or so. Um, and also, my I'm a lot more focused in terms of being able to concentrate. And some of this has to do with ADD medication um, at like from noon, from that noon to three o'clock. So those are the hours that if somebody tries to call me, I'm not going to take the call. Because if I know that I have such a small amount of time where I can actually count on my brain working, it's like a window of time. And that's going to get blown by just taking a 10 minute phone call. And I'm going to lose half that time because of what it's going to take to pull back into it. I'm just not going to do it. And it's like, I'll call you back later. When you're, when you're doing focused writing, and this is off topic, but when you're doing focused writing and you get to the end of the day, how much time have, will you have actually spent writing? Is it like three hours? Because for me, there's like, there's like a cap on how much I can do. And I can force myself to go beyond that, but the quality just drops horrifically after – uh, about for me, about three hours. It's going to depend on the stage that the writing process is in. Like if it's that creative where you're f- filling in the scenes and and trying to make it all go, yeah, there's probably going to be a cap, and it, it you kind of beat I'm you know beating myself in the head by trying to force it to be more. But if it's the more fine tuning work where um, the the heavy mental creative lifting has already been done, and now I'm just trying to make it pretty or make it read right or get the right emotional weight into it. There's not really a cap on that. I could, once I go into that zone, I could probably work for 24 hours straight and be okay if I didn't need to sleep. But because it's not hard, it's it not, it it's, it requires focus and it requires thinking, but it's a completely different kind of thinking than creating something from nothing. 
when you have multiple projects, do you have like a list? Do you have a whiteboard? Do you have stacks of paper scattered around your office? How do you how do you keep track of them? Scraps of paper. I usually <laughs> have like um like little uh, cubes, cubes of paper or notebooks, not notebooks, but you know, those ones that have gum, gummy edges at the yeah, top sticky of them. notes, Stick, not sticky notes, but they're like a stack of paper that's gummed at the top. So like when you rip it off, it, you just rip it off the stack of paper. Okay. So I've got those everywhere. And I've, I've learned that every time I try and hold something into my memory, like something like I need to go get the car inspected. Every every little thing of I need to do, I need to do, whether it's regarding writing or it's regarding something else, if it's in, I have to hold it into my memory, it's, it's hogging and slowing down my bandwidth. Everything that I can write down and get on a list, I can forget about and let go. And then when I'm looking and planning my days or whatever, it's there. I don't have to remind myself of it it's there to remind me of it. So that's like all the scattered things that are going on. And then, but for like my big projects, like I'm writing a book, I don't need to put that down on paper. I know it needs to get done. It's that is my world. Okay. And before we wrap up, I I want to Taylor and I schedule these interviews typically a few days ahead of time, sometimes a week ahead of time. And then one of us will ping the other on Skype and say, are you ready, basically? And today I'm going to read you this. Mine says, I'm ready whenever you are. And Taylor's response was, I'm here, at least my body is. My brain is switching gears. And that's kind of what we've been talking about today. So I I just wanted to toss that in at the end. So Taylor (laughs) – Because I was doing the Scribner stuff, and I was just, like, tunneled in. And so when I come out of it, it's almost like coming out of a fugue state. It's like, okay, what day am I on? And I know you it's know, often the case when, when we talk. It's like, I can, it's like I can almost hear the, the gears grinding in your head as you're shifting from writing mode to talking mode and to teaching mode. And it's... I, I, I'm always amazed at how quickly you do it. I, I it have to have a period where I go, and, and what I do is I just go and read as a way of shifting gears, whether it's five minutes or ten minutes. But I have to do that when I go from one intense thing to another intense thing. I, uh, I just have to gear the, down. You get the credit for me being able to switch gears because you're asking me questions. And so it's so much easier – to think of answers to a specific question than to just try and switch on and and swap gears. I don't know if that makes any sense, but if I was doing this with someone else, it probably wouldn't come off as easy looking. It looks easy. <laughs> it does. It does look easy. It looks easy to like, me. Oh, I'm impressive. <laughs> like, no, you make it easy. You make it look good. All right. So. Let's let's talk again about this. The result of your Scrivener work is going to be, again, the first four chapters of Monroe. I think it's three. The first three chapters three. of Monroe, yeah. and which I have read, and I, I don't think I've read the current version. And, no, because now that I started looking at it, I had to go back and fiddle with it some more. <laughs> but it is it, it is so good. <laughs> and, <laughs> 
And uh, so you're going to want to read that. And then for people who don't understand the story behind this last book of Monroe and why it's taken so long, I have not read this other bit that you've written. So I'm looking forward to that. I wrote a whole other book to explain it. And so it's going to be in the same EPUB, Moby, whatever files that get. It's all going to be together as um, the chapters and then me doing what I do, which is just blah, 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 blah. <laughs> so I, you've, you've actually maybe coined a new phrase, EPUB, Moby, whatever files. <laughs> so it's dot EPUB, Moby, whatever. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Try and open that on your computer. And so this will be available to uh, your, your Patreon supporters, your patrons on Patreon, right? Yes. And I'm, I'm hoping to get, like, so I, I, I had to do this and make sure I could actually pull it off before I wrote the Newsy. So next comes the Newsy. And once I get all of that sorted out, and yes, it takes time. And for all the people who are saying, this is taking you away from writing. Yes, but it's a one-time deal. Okay. It's, 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 it's cool. Don't worry about it. Um, so once I get all that done, then I can go ahead and, and get it uploaded into book funnel and stuff. And I think I'm, I'm trying to have it ready to go right around the end of the month. Okay. So we'll know basically when we get the Newsy. Yeah, when you get the newsy. Well, where, where's know. it going to show up first, on Patreon or in the newsy? No, well, I'm going to talk about it in the newsy. Okay, so it'll have to be on Patreon first. It's only going to be available on Patreon. And the only thing I'm not sure yet is if I'm going to upload it as a file that people can go and click the link, or if I'm just going to send all the patrons their own individual links to get, their, to get a copy. I still have to figure that, that part out. Look forward to that if you are a supporter. I, uh, I always enjoy getting those emails from Patreon saying that you've posted something new. And again, that is at patreon.com slash Taylor Stevens. Yes. Next week, what are we going to talk about? I have no idea. I can't even think about what I'm doing tonight. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So stay tuned. We will be back in your ears next Tuesday with another topic. <laughs> Thanks for sticking with us, guys. We'll see you then.